What do a dentist and a gynecologist have in common? Beyond Our Lips, a podcast where best friends and practicing doctor moms use their gift of gab and professional passions to entertain, educate, and inspire. The lighting is really bad in here, unfortunately. It is. We're going to have to take photos somewhere else. I don't know how we're going to get the photos done in here, but we'll figure it out. It'll work. It'll work. We can go outside and pose nature-like. Yeah. We can be all zen and doctorly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I usually feel zen and doctory at the same time. That's <laughs> the way to be. This is Dr. Jenny. And this is Dr. Laura. And this is Beyond Our Lips. So, how's it going, Jenny? What's new? What's new is it's been rainy in our area in our neck of the woods for a very long time and I'm tired of the rain so I decided to start looking at swimsuits online oh that's a good way to fight your depression it was I mean kind of (laughs) it was a rainy day and I was feeling really disgruntled so I was like let me Pinterest some swimsuits Hmm. for summer summer is coming I mean it should eventually so I was looking at everything I wanted and then I decided that I wanted to do something new and different with my swimsuit this year and so I embarked to a department store to try on swimsuits you tried on Uh wow I left during the rain season and went into a department store by myself to try on swimsuits it's always weird when you've yeah. been wearing long sleeves and shorts and then like the first time you like see your arms. Yeah, you're like, whoa. <laughs> Who they knew like, your arms could also be ashy? They look so <laughs> weird. And like dry, yeah, and like, I don't know, and fair. And it's just like, I'm not supposed to be seeing this right no. now. And every year when I wave, it gets just harder to keep it taut. That, yeah, that second waving thing I starts know. to occur. So you're like... <laughs> That was really was quite a bold quite move. I don't, I don't feel quite swimsuit ready. But mm, no, I didn't buy anything, and I got the little wave of depression when one, they didn't have the swimsuit that I wanted, and two, I had to see myself in it. Right, and I was like, okay, this is not happening today. But I'm happy to say I ordered a swimsuit off of Amazon. Amazon. Because I just from Pinterest thought I knew what I wanted and I didn't want to pay a lot of money for it. For like a new trending thing. So I was like, let me try something. And I will tell you, I tried on what I will consider the mother of all mother swimsuits. (laughs) A onesie. Long sleeved. Whoa. (laughs) Hot. So you didn't have to worry about seeing your arms. Okay. So I have two issues. Yes. The first is the word onesie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. last I checked that you're referring to a one-piece swimsuit. Yeah, onesie. Not usually referred to as a onesie. But it looks just like one. Well, you're right. I, I will say that does make The short sleeve onesies that your babies wear, <laughs> it's the same. Except for they're not, I guess, snaps and a... That and would be convenient. Then you could tinkle without taking it off, but then just imagine an erroneous unsnap. Oh, yeah. A defective snap in the crotch at the beach. Not be a good family moment. (laughs) Whoa. That would be some sort of fanfare. Somebody would get some major education that day. Yeah. Yeah, so a long sleeve onesie. I mean, it's practical. I will say, I don't think the hub of love minded it. In fact, I think he was kind of digging it. Kind of dug it. Wow. Yeah. I thought you might say that you were going for one of those high-waisted. Oh, yeah. I want to do one of those, too. But it certainly doesn't help the thighs. True. 
But it does help the tum-tum. It does. It's a trade-off with swimsuits. You're not going to get it all. You cannot have it all. (laughs) Except for the onesie long sleeve. (laughs) That is the swimsuit that has it all. And you know, one of my other buddies said, what about getting some color, woman? And I said, my color is pale. (laughs) Pale is the new color. Yeah. The new cool. I actually kind of liked it. Although it is still a one piece. So with the long sleeve and then you lift your hand up and then you're wedgie. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah. That point. is something that I've got to decide if I'm willing to risk. Right. Mm. The be ultimate onesie long sleeve. Long sleeve. And you know where I was inspired from? I went to one of those overpriced children's clothing stores. And they had about. the cutest little girl one piece long sleeves. Oh. With like little rainbows all over it. Aww. And I thought, I want that in my size with little rainbows. <laughs> and they they don't make it in my size with little rainbows. But then I was like, that's where my brain segue went. Where I was like, well, how come a six-year-old can wear a long sleeve one piece? And I can't. When it's really the ultimate practical mom solution to the bathing suit. You know, I already wear the swim shirt most of the time. Yeah, true. I got a kid pulling and tugging and tweaking and moving. The onesie is a relatively new um, thing for you, right? You started in Um, on the onesies in the past few years. I better mix them. They started off being really sexy onesies <laughs> that you could like see through or the deep V was down past my belly button. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. So that was my like entrance and then now it's a long sleeve one piece. <laughs> oh yes, the evolution. When I first started wearing the one piece, I got lots of are you expecting again? This is exciting. Um, Look how cute that is. I mean not that I think they looked bad, they just thought if I'm covering up then I must be <laughs> with child. Right. No, I'm just on I'm the just, downhill slope to 40 people, and yeah. a one piece is sometimes very practical. It is practical, especially when you have kids hanging off of you and whatnot. Yeah. yeah I agree. And I don't want to burn anymore. Right. That's the big thing. And the tummy, you just have to focus on sucking it in, and when you have kids, you have to be like digging a hole and building a castle. Right. Changing a diaper. Right. Running after a flotation device that has now gone 400 yards down the beach. I don't have time to be sucking in my gut. True. And then they're jumping on you in the pool, pulling on things. Throw me. Throw me, Mom. Yeah. Throw me. Yeah, that's true. (sighs) What are you rocking these days? You know, I'm definitely into the high-waisted. So I was the kid who, who the girl in high school who, I mean, I was like all skin and bones basically, but mm-hmm. I still wore Speedo. Yeah. it just, I think. It's a classic, really. Yeah, I mean, I was just that kind of gal. Yeah. Wasn't working with much up top and conservative parents. And so I was a Speedo girl through and through. And so I've never really ventured far from the yeah. onesie. That's pretty much been my life. But I'm starting to embrace the tankini and the high-waisted bottoms and yeah. maybe showing a sliver of stomach here and there. But yeah. ultimately. Like that part of your stomach above your belly button? Yes. Exactly. Which is some where tight the, upper abs. <laughs> I have about a one pack up there. It's the lower. It's like somebody's drank all five cans from the six. But there's one still one there. One pack is around. <laughs> See? All you need is one. All you really need is one ab. Yeah, just show so your show the assets. one ab, mm-hmm. and then and then you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but it's still practical. So yeah. But I am not in bathing suit mode. I am fully still in winter, cover it all up mode. Yeah, right but now. you don't have much to cover up anymore because you're so little. You've been working out. You've been watching what you're eating. Tell me.
me about what you've been doing because you look fantastic. Well, thank you. You're so sweet to notice, so kind. I woke up one day, it was last year, and it was not the beginning of January because that's just, everybody does that. It's mac and cheese season. Yeah, but it was about the middle of January and I said, holidays, New Year's, blah, blah, I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm tired of all eating all the things all the time. And so just slowly, day by day, tracking what I was eating a little bit, eating less, realizing that when you are a certain age that it's probably not realistic to think that you should really be eating macaroni and cheese multiple times a week Mm -hmm. or going somewhere and getting, you know, a a big fat cheese quesadilla for no reason with no veggies. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a reason that you see fit people eating greens and things yeah. like that it's not just oh they're, they're just born that way or, or whatever so slowly but surely started just changing my everyday habits a little bit and it was a very slow progress thing it was not like I need to lose 20 pounds in two weeks yeah because I feel work. like that's completely unsustainable so I um just slowly but surely and then my husband jumped on board you know we've kind of cut the carbs back a little it really a lot of it goes back to something that you told me a long time Mm -hmm. ago which is what you tell a lot of your patients meat and veggies yeah meat and veggies that's all that's really that's all you really need you don't need a big fat baked potato or a big slice of garlic bread I mean you can have a little bit of that but the core of your meal your dinner especially should be meat and veggies Mm -hmm. we should be having salads we should so I really started to try to focus on meat and veggies, whole grains, and all the stuff that we know, right? Like intuitive. Yeah. I'm going to eat more healthy. Yeah. No no fancy name to it. No keto. No paleo. No Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> just food. You're not just pulling it out food. of the freezer and microwaving it. Yes. You are just going to try to like look at something and go, is that healthy? And try to choose healthy more than you choose not. Exactly. That sounds awesome. And, and still treating myself and rewarding myself. I'm a, I have a major sweet tooth. And so I still, you know, I never said I'm not going to eat sweets at all. Like I'm no. dropping them a cold turkey or I'm going to stop drinking Coke Zeros. Like nothing that dramatic. Yeah. Just small changes. Just and small so things that made a big difference. It, it actually, just to feel not so overly stuffed, not to wake up feeling gross in the morning because I had a big carb heavy salt heavy greasy meal the night before you know just to feel just to feel a little bit lighter and a little bit you know healthier it's interesting though because part of part of the impetus was because we always get our health screening done in January Mm -hmm. for our health insurance it's something that our insurance requires us to do so we get just basic blood work cholesterol that sort of thing so that was definitely part of it. So I, I got the, all those numbers done last January. And, um, you know, I've been doing this whole thing with work. And I've been also trying to work out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no matter what. And mm-hmm. squeak in some home yoga or things like that when I can yeah. during the week. And so changed my lifestyle completely. Lost weight, all this stuff. Eating tons more veggies. My numbers, when I say, are within one or two points identical to last year. Really? It's the craziest thing. HDL, the same. LDL, more or less the same. And they're not horrible. Some of us have some genetic things here of and there. Of course. But they, they didn't change. That's it's, annoying. It's really, I was really kind of bummed. And But, you know, I just have to know that I'm doing the right thing. Well, you know that if that. you do this kind of lifestyle, which is already making you feel better for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 
you're still going to be better profile wise than you would be otherwise. You're right. You're so it's right. the long term goal, not the necessarily short term payoff. But it sure would have been, been nice, nice to get a little bit of enforcement. There. <laughs> it would have been nice to have a slightly lower <laughs> triglyceride number. But and for our listeners who do not know, Dr. Laura and I go way back with health and wellness. We do way back <laughs> to seventeen years ago. Yeah. When we did our first round of Weight Watchers <laughs> together. College is a hard time for anybody who's young out there. Mm-hmm. You're at a mom's kitchen. Mm-hmm. For some of you, that might be good. For some of you, <laughs> not. But you can eat anything you want to eat in college Anytime at any point you want to eat want. it. Yes. Oh, yes. man, it's amazing. It's a good time. But Midnight f- omelets. Yes. Cookie dough. <sighs> Ben and Jerry's. But it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. You start expanding just a bit. Because you Ew. know your metabol you know, in high school you're running and you're doing yeah, all these you got PE every PE. day. Yeah. Every day you're required to there go to. There needs to be college PE. There needs to be life PE. <laughs> life PE. I agree. <laughs> I need PE every day. So we tried the Weight Watchers. And we failed tremendously. Big or time. I did. Big I don't time. know. No, I, I failed. I recall you eating pickles. Oh, love pickles. They're low point value. Yes. And I also recall us buying nerds ropes from the cafeteria, yeah. and we were going to eat them after yeah. our meeting. If you're going to eat candy, nerds are low point value. True. This is not exactly the way they strategize. I also lived with a girl in college who did Weight Watchers, but she ate, like, tons of, like, baked chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That can't be right either. No. You know, there's something so. wrong with the algorithm there. Uh, cotton candy and baked chips should not be your sustenance. Just because they're low in points. Right. Which kind of is what I mean. I think moderation is is really the key. Yeah, I think listening to your body, too. The older I get, the more I can listen to my body. It's like somewhere, though, like for you, it was like this year. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a while back. where Like the switch flipped. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, like, not stress as much about what other people think about what I look like or even what I look like all the time. It was less that. It was more like I just need to be healthy most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And when that happened, then weight – I mean, I'm not super small, but weight just got more stabilized. And I was able to listen to, like, what makes me feel good and what makes me not feel good. Right. And, you know, if I'm going to do carbs, I do them at night because if I do carbs in the middle of the day – I feel really gross. Sluggish. I just, it's bad for me. I don't think as clearly. I don't feel as good. I'm Mm -hmm. super sleepy. I just don't like it. But I've also just listened to a lot of the things in my personal life. Everybody's different. I mean, everybody's got like gut motility that's different and but little things that made me feel bad. Like I used to love a DC. I wouldn't have it every day. DC mean Diet Coke. But I started to notice the lunches when I had a Diet Coke. I'd feel worse than the lunches when I didn't. Mm -hmm. I feel best when I drink water. Yep. You also found yourself having some sensitivities to certain foods that you didn't realize that you had, right? Right. listening. I don't think I had growing up. And people will do this. Like, they're not true allergies, but people will become more, like, sensitive to a lot of people's spicy foods. They'll have some heartburn, and that'll be a problem. For me, that is not. But um, I developed this, like, stomach ache with bananas and avocados and nuts, all the things that are really nice, healthy fats for you. So I'm not saying don't, but for me... They made me feel terrible. And that that's interesting that you can actually pinpoint, start to pinpoint that when, you, when you've when you honed your ears. It took and, forever. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. I'd be on vacation, eat a big plate of fruit and yogurt and think, 
why do I feel horrible mm. for two hours? Like needing to go back to the room to lay down, not because of like GI upset, but just by my stomach hurt. Like I was an eight year old saying my tummy hurts. Like mm-hmm. it just did not make sense until a very bright medical student <laughs> said, I think it's those pears you're eating. He it was with me one week when every day I just felt terrible. And he goes, I think you might have a sensitivity to that fruit. Wow, and I was like, what? And then once he brought it to my consciousness and I was able to read about it a little bit, zone in on what's in that little spectrum. It's not an allergy, just a little intolerance or irritation. Mm-hmm. And um, avoiding that has made a huge difference. Yes. But unfortunately, it's good foods that they are good for you that I just don't tolerate very well. So you well, just kind of navigate against that. But that listening to yourself was important. Very important. And what's yeah. good for some people is not good for others. Some people can barely eat yeah. gluten. Some people can tolerate it in small amounts. Some people can have large amounts. But right. I think it is important and it's very enlightened to listen to yourself. And then mm-hmm. free your mind from all the the sort of guilt and stress surrounding what you're eating and yeah. what you ate last night and how you drank a little bit too much or, you know, f- be free of that. Just just try to be conscious in the moment of what, what you think is going to make you feel better later. And if you have a weak moment, then have it and it's okay and move forward. That was a big thing for me. I feel like growing up, that changed too. We must have been very in line with the way we felt when we weren't our healthiest selves, mm-hmm. I just felt like every meal was a challenge. Yes, exactly. Every time it's like, oh gosh, I just want to eat this and I don't want to eat that and I and shouldn't I eat shouldn't this and I'm in it, but I did. Oh no. And then it's like <laughs> exactly. the whole day was ruined and then you want to wake up again with, and, but at this stage in my life, and I think it's maturity, I don't care if I have a perfect body. Mm-hmm. No. I'm never, I never have, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I really care that I feel good and that I, I'm a happy human mentally, emotionally, and physically for my whole family. You know, it can be very challenging to eat properly when you're pregnant. Oh yeah. Bringing up the pregnancy. Was, mm-hmm. Ooh. And that sometimes will start mm. you off in one certain direction. It may make you hyper healthy because you're all of a sudden concerned about another person or it may make you kind of go slightly the other direction because your cravings get so different and because you feel like you're eating for two so you can kind of justify either way perfectly fine and perfectly understandable totally I find that most of my patients think when they get pregnant they're going to be this like ethereal wonderful (laughs) human that just wants to eat sticks and grass and they're going to take care of their baby to the best of their abilities you know what happened when I was pregnant I just wanted a rice crispy treat and a coke from the gas station <laughs> on the way to work every day you know when you're pregnant in reality when you've studied this as sometimes a gynecologist might you know trying to be your normal healthiest self is really what I tell people they come in all the time they want to know a number of calories to consume they want to box themselves into a corner and I tell them all the time you need to eat when you're pregnant the healthiest way that you know to eat when you're not pregnant which is just like we talked about, focusing on fruits and veggies, taking your prenatal vitamin to make sure you're getting the nutrients that you need. Most of the time, a nice, healthy, well-rounded diet is going to get you everything you need, but the prenatals are there just in cases. So you take those. Almost all food groups are open to you. Things that pop into my head that are more challenging are, if you're a sandwich lover those cold deli meats and unpasteurized meats and cheeses you need to stay away from them for risk of listeria bacteria Mm -hmm. say that three times fast you can eat normally Mm -hmm. healthily and how about how many how much more should you be eating really only 100 to 300 calories which is sad 
You know, when you're like, when you're first pregnant and they're like, oh, you're not eating for two. You're eating for you plus a yogurt. You're like, oh, plus no. Plus you plus a yogurt. Oh, man. It that is really sad. shouldn't change your requirements that right. much. But I, you may know that you either averse where you don't want to eat or drink anything that you're mm-hmm. usually used to doing or cravings. Mm-hmm. Potatoes were a big one for me, too. I wanted yeah. potatoed everything. Yeah, for sure. Me, yeah. too. And cheese. Home fries. French fries. Yeah. It was like a Forrest Gump of potatoes over here. I just wanted everything. <laughs> Any kind of potato. I loved them. <laughs> oh, and that's not what I wanted to love. But yeah. that, fortunately, that was just the way things roll. Yeah. And a lot of people ask, how much weight should I gain in pregnancy? Right. Um, for an average, normal BMI human. And people don't know what a BMI is. It's a body mass index. You can plug it into your phone, Google, find out what your BMI is. It's a measure of your height and weight. Um, and normal is anywhere from 18 to... 24 and a half or so and if you're in that zone then 25 or 35 pounds is a good benchmark for you during your pregnancy but I have a ton of women who are in the overweight or obese category too and then your requirements for how much weight you gain throughout the pregnancy are not as high you can gain even 10 to 15 pounds and under the direct supervision of your doctor that can be normal for you mm-hmm. And, you know, what I want you to do is just focus on health and wellness. I never want you to focus on numbers. I want you to focus on health and wellness because there's no dieting in pregnancy. There's no feeling hungry. Right. Living your best self and moving forward. That's what I want you to do. <clears throat> oh, and let's talk about the most fun thing in um, life and pregnancy too. Caffeine. Yes. No great studies to suggest that caffeine is harmful Praise to your pregnancy if Lord. it's a small enough amount. And by okay. small enough, I mean 200 milligrams of caffeine. Yes. I think it's milligrams, which is like a small coffee. Okay. So if you're a soda gal, a yeah, one a day, totally fine. If you'd prefer cups. not to, it makes you nervous, don't. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel jittery with one cup of coffee, if you're feeling jittery, then maybe that's too much for you. Mm-hmm. Back it down a little bit, but being very practical. Definitely all part of self-care, I feel like, and just on the topic of pregnancy, oral health is extremely important all the time. It's also really important in pregnancy. One of the main things that can occur in pregnancy is something called pregnancy gingivitis. Mm. And so your gums are a lot more susceptible to inflammation when you're in pregnancy due to hormones. I actually, with my second child, I almost, it was one of the signs that I knew that I was pregnant with her was because I had a little spot on my gum that bled when I flossed. And as a dentist, I don't get a lot of bleeding when I floss. Yeah. Because I have proper technique and I do it regularly. Hmm. And so. Throw that one in there. I'm a really good flosser. (laughs) Not to brag, but you know, I'm pretty good at flossing. Don't get jealous. Um, But so when it, when it, when the one little spot started kind of really relatively excessively bleeding, I thought, hmm, this is unusual. And so I had a spot of pregnancy gingivitis myself. What? And that's why. I- and gingivitis is just inflammation. It's not like infection. Exactly. So gingivitis is really just inflammation in the gums. Mm. So that's any kind of bleeding is a sign of that inflammation. So what any- do you do? Well, the main thing, if you haven't been to the dentist in a while, a good, a good cleaning to get you kind of back to square one is a great place to start. Brushing really well, watching your brushing technique, making sure you're doing the circles and getting up by the gum, and of course, flossing and proper flossing technique is what's going to help. The great thing about gingivitis is it's completely reversible. So once you get the plaque under control, the gingivitis goes away. Okay. Untreated gingivitis, however, can turn into periodontitis, and that's when the bacteria starts to spread to the bone, starts to eat the bone away, and the teeth start getting loose. So that's when you see people who are long in the tooth. 
or you hear people who have had to lose a lot of their teeth, that is all due to periodontitis, which is bone loss, which actually gingivitis is typically a precursor for. So you can actually get periodontitis in um, pregnancy as well, as well as something that Oh, it's a horrible name. It's actually oh, no. a pyogenic granuloma, but it's also called a pregnancy tumor that you can get in your gums. It's completely benign. I was going to say, it's, it's not cancer, is it? It's a horrible okay, no, name. It's a horrible cancer. name. I don't know why they ever call I mean, as if women don't have enough to be scared about, you know, and then you come up right? with this thing called pregnancy tumor. I mean, how terrible. It does become an infection at that point. So that's when your pregnancy gingivitis really doesn't get resolved and it can localize to all women place and you can get this sort of localized infection in your mouth. Speaking of pregnancy and dentistry, I get a lot like, is it okay to do the mouth x-ray while I'm pregnant? So I get that question a lot. And I tell them Mm -hmm. if you're having an uncomplicated pregnancy and they're doing appropriate belly shields, the radiation that's going to your mouth is not at a high enough dose to in any way harm your fetus. But do all dentists like know that and feel that way? Are some just more comfortable with pregnant women and some not? Sort of what's your scoop on that? It's really good that we're talking about that because we avoid all routine x-rays just because unless there's some some kind of issue or some kind of problem, something that we really need to see, there's just no need to even Even go down that Even put that in their mental conscience more than anything. Right. And you may not know their background medical history. Right. Like maybe they've had four CT scans already this pregnancy. Right. Maybe, you know, they're a airline person who is exposed to radiation. There's other things that can factor in. Yes. But if they're having a really bum moment and they needed them... Then we both kind of agree that absolutely that's the time to do it. Yeah. Yes. So we definitely do a lead apron. We do shields routinely anyway. You know, occasionally we can, you know, make sure that we're getting good belly coverage. If it's an emergency situation, pain, infection, something like that, potentially scary like that. Extraction. Absolutely. It's going to be worse to leave to leave that undiagnosed or untreated. Yeah, you could then run the risk of infections of your teeth, things that can go to your heart, bloodstream, body, scary stuff. And baby, exactly. You kind of have to weigh the pros and cons there, but it's kind of good that we are, because sometimes I'll even ask patients to kind of consult, yeah. you know, with I talked to a OB dentist last week who called just to like ensure that it was okay to use the same sort of numbing medications that mm-hmm. they do and that sort of thing. So I typically try to really just avoid almost all procedural things. If yeah. anything that can wait. Now, having said that, have I done feelings on, um, Pregnant people, absolutely. Have I numbed them? Perfectly, yes. Because I figure, am I wrong? But the same, I've always told them this anyway. I use the same stuff that you guys use for an epidural. Truth. Yeah. So when I say that, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Well, Well, when you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not doing anything detrimental. It's nothing, you know, it's it's very mild. But at the same time, if it can wait, we'll let it wait. But often I'll have them say, oh, it's not going to be any easier when I have this newborn or when I have twins or whatever it may be. And then some of them say, oh, yeah, that'd be a great excuse for me to get away. So I really Mm -hmm. do. That is a kind of on a one on one basis. But good to know that we're kind of in agreement that when it's an emergency, it really needs to be done. Which the infection thing is obviously can spread to the body, but I've also also learned in dental school kind of the stress from mm-hmm. being in pain and that cortisol release mm-hmm. can also be dangerous. It can be to a certain degree and quantifying the danger right. that the stress hormones going to have to your right baby word. is real difficult right. because 
you know, when we're pregnant, unfortunately, we're not privileged to not undergoing stressful situations right. in our lives. But chronic stress, like if you have a bum tooth for like four months of your pregnancy every day feeling pain, that's a lot of exposure to a stress hormone that can really just maybe not cause detriment to your baby, but can certainly not put it in the same peaceful gestating zone that we would like. It's perfect. We want a peaceful gestation. (laughs) I would like to be in one of those. Right. Sounds like somewhere we should get cozy and (laughs) cuddle up for our gestation zone. (laughs) I'd like to be floating in a peaceful gestating zone. (laughs) So that's some really good information on pregnancy. And for anyone who is not interested in getting pregnant... You know, these are, these are really great tips even mm-hmm. for when there's not a baby on board because, you know, we're all trying to be our best selves, whether it's yeah. health-wise, what we eat, you know, avoiding stress, taking yeah. care of our gums and teeth, taking care of ourselves. It all applies. It does. And you heard this beyond our lips. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beyond Our Lips. We hope you have been entertained, educated, and inspired.